Welcome to the Single to Soulmate podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration and guidance on the path to finding true love. I'm your host, Tanya Alberti, a spiritual relationship and manifestation coach, here to help support you on your journey towards attracting a soul-aligned partnership. Each week, we'll explore powerful insights, practical tips, and transformative techniques that will empower you to create the love life you've always dreamed of. Are you tired of feeling stuck in your love life? Do you long for a deep and meaningful connection with a partner who truly understands and supports you? Well, you're in the right place. The Single to Soulmate podcast is designed specifically for those who are ready to break free from old patterns, heal their hearts, and manifest a soulmate relationship. And as your guide on this journey, I'll be sharing my years of experience and expertise in the realms of spiritual growth, personal development, and conscious manifestation. I'll help you tap into your intuitive awareness, embrace your authenticity, and show up as your best and highest self. Together, we'll delve into the power of self-love, healing from past wounds, and harnessing the principles of manifestation to attract the love you desire. Each episode of the Single to Soulmate podcast is carefully crafted to provide you with actionable insights and practical strategies. You'll gain valuable tools to navigate the challenges of modern dating, enhance your communication skills, and cultivate a deep soul-level intimacy with your partner. We'll explore topics like setting healthy boundaries, building self-confidence, and trusting your intuition in matters of the heart. So whether you're single in a new relationship or just navigating the complexities of a long-term partnership, this podcast is your trusted companion. You'll find inspiration, motivation, and guidance to support you on your quest for love. Together, we'll transform your relationship with yourself and others, creating a foundation of love, trust, and mutual growth. So if you're ready to embark on a transformative journey towards finding your soulmate, make sure to hit that subscribe button and join me every week on the Single to Soulmate podcast. Together, we'll unlock the secrets to attracting a love that aligns with your truest self. Get ready to manifest the relationship of your dreams. So hello, welcome. I'm Tanya Alberti. And you're listening to the Single to Soulmate podcast, where we explore all things love, self-discovery, and conscious dating, connection, and spirituality. So today we're talking about a topic that I think is really important. It's very near and dear to my heart because it's part of my own journey, and I know it's part of Erica's as well. But we're going to be talking about doing the inner work in order to manifest and attract real love. So this is really about going from feelings of unworthiness to embracing your highest self in relationships. So Erica, what are your thoughts on this as we get started? I think doing inner work is inner work is really important because we attract how we are vibrating, right? We can't really attract someone who is like not uh, with outside of our vibration range because we are all energy being. So if we are looking for someone who is like kind and generous and considerate and faithful, you want to be that person first and then you attract that person into your life. On top of that, it's very important to heal yourself so your subconscious mind are not gonna attract someone in order to heal yourself. Yeah, exactly. And believe me, I've walked this path myself. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. For years, and I mean decades, I can say decades, I struggled with my self-esteem. 
And I often found myself attracting partners who were emotionally unavailable and a lot of times even toxic. And I didn't feel worthy of love. I didn't feel worthy of love and I felt shame around intimacy because of my religious upbringing. And I was trapped in this cycle of shame and comparison and always feeling like I wasn't enough and always feeling like I had to be somebody other than myself in order to find somebody who wanted me. And then once somebody wanted to be with me, that was the validation I needed. Oh, okay, now I feel love. Now I feel good enough because somebody wants me. So I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to keep this person in my life. So if I've changed something about myself, if I have to be inauthentic, if I've changed my hair, my clothes, the way I talk, the way my body looks, I don't care. I will do anything to keep this person around because they love me. And I can't not have somebody love me because Lord knows I don't love myself. And that was such a huge part of my own validation. And this led to all kinds of trauma and disaster in my life from an eating disorder to addiction to a failed first marriage. All I wish I never got married in the first place. But I mean, I struggled with such low self-esteem. But the thing is, is I never understood any of that. I never understood any of that, that that was going on, that it was my own inner wounding that was causing me to attract those people to me. And those people were being attracted to me based on how I felt about myself, what I was willing to tolerate, what my emotional set point was, what my vibration was at the time, because what you think and truly believe about yourself even subconsciously. And I can tell you, there are plenty of people out there who sit around and like, oh, I love myself. I love myself. Bullshit. How many times does your inner critic sit there and tell you, you're a piece of crap. You're a piece of crap. Look at how fat you are. Look at how ugly you are. Nobody's going to want you. Nobody's going to want to see you. Nobody's going to date you. Who would ever want you? Oh my God, you're disgusting. Look at you. That kind of crap is coming from your subconscious beliefs. And that's your ego. Those things are there that are being brought up by your subconscious beliefs that there's something wrong with you, you know, that somehow you're broken, that you're not good enough, worthy enough. And this is something that happens to all of us, I believe, and it happens to all of us in childhood because we interpret and assign meaning to things and experiences because we don't understand the whole picture, right? So like we may see our parents saying something to us, something benign even. It doesn't even have to be like verbal abuse or childhood abuse. It can be something benign, like your dad saying, oh, uh, like maybe he doesn't have extra cash on him in the moment and you want a toy and he can't get it because he doesn't have cash on him and he left his wallet at home or something. But he's just going to tell you something like, oh, I don't, I don't have money or, or um, we can't get that today. And now all of a sudden you internalize that and give it meaning to I don't deserve to get things, you know, it's the same thing. Those are how wounds happen. Something as benign as that. So we, every single one of us, if you think you are not wounded, I tell you, you need to do a huge amount of inner work and take a look inside because I guarantee you, if your relationships are failing, it's because you have inner work to do. It all starts with you. And believe me, like I said, I walked this path for myself and I didn't feel worthy at all. But here's the one thing I learned on my journey. Our relationships mirror back to us what is happening internally. 
And when we heal our inner wounds, we begin to attract healthier, more conscious connections. So kind of like the saying goes, when you change the way you look, you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. Well, that's this whole story. So how do we start this inner transformation? Erica, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah. Like even those of you who feel like, um, I don't have much to work on that's in this life. Okay. Everybody do have a past life, past lives. And, um, if you had like traumatic experiences, but you don't remember as a person right now, but your soul do remember. So even those like past life wounds, when you have it, you're going to meet that person, which is part of your soul contract in order to heal yourself and move on. And, you know, I, um, was working on a lot of uh, twin flame clients. And then when I, myself as well, you know, was working on this twin flame issues, we discovered a lot of past life wounds. And then even though, you know, until I met my twin flame, I didn't really have too much problem in my relationship. Like, yeah, I, I did, but as soon as I find out something is wrong, I leave. So I don't really like hang onto the relationship for the sake of having a relationship because my career and my dreams are much more important than a guy. So I didn't have a time to waste my time on someone who is not that important to me. So I never had a problem until, um, I'm twin flame and then my clients are having a similar kind of issues. It's not like when you don't have anything you have right now, past life stuff shows up in this life too, because we're all ascending now. So any kind of wound your soul did have in the past or in the past life will show up in this life. So it is very important to heal yourself then you can attract your equivalent, which, you know, I worked on myself for years after my um, twin flame. And then now I'm ready to meet my husband, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. I think one thing I want to bring up is that it is possible And, you know, when you look at the divorce rates today and why people don't stay together, I really think it's because psychology has proven that we attract these people in our lives that reflect back to us the caregiver that wounded us. So that's why you say like, like, he married his mother, she married her father, you know, whichever caregiver predominantly wounded you as a child you're subconsciously seeking that person out in a partner in order to have like a do-over. So that's why so many relationships fail, you know, because they're like, I don't understand why, you know, the relationship failure rate is like well past 50%. But the thing is, is I think until you learn who you are and you start to look at your patterns, you start to understand yourself and have a certain level of maturity as you're growing into yourself, you can start to look back on these things and recognize 
the situation and the patterns for what they are. So, you know, when somebody's really super young, it's very rare. And I mean, it does happen. It's not impossible, but it's super, it's super rare for somebody to marry, get married at a very young age and stay with that person through all our trials and tribulations, because most people are so egocentric. They're so focused on their own stuff and they project all their woundedness onto their partner and make assumptions and have, you know, projections and blame them for things that has nothing to do with them, but it's all coming from those inner, inner scars and inner woundings. And that's why relationships fail. So how do you get out of that stuff? Right? So there are three key things I want to talk about today. They're really, really important to kind of start this inner transformation. So first things first, you need to acknowledge the story that is playing in your subconscious. Okay. Our core wounds often stem from childhood or past trauma. And those experiences shape your belief about yourself. They shape your belief about who you are and they shape your belief about relationships and love. So start by observing your self-talk, observing your inner critic, listening to what that inner mean girl is saying all the time. What does she say? What does she tell you? What's the first thing that pops in your head? Start writing that stuff down. That is a, that is a huge eye-opening exercise to take a good look at what your subconscious beliefs are. Erica, do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, more than anything, it is very important for you or to heal ourselves. That's like, because we're on ascension path. So like, we can't really avoid doing this. Um, those of you who are not into spirituality or healing yourself, I'm observing other people who are not into this kind of stuff, but they get into their own um, chaotic, uh, I guess, situation in order for them to start healing their own issues. And uh, I've been observing that quite around my life with other people. Not with me and other people, but I'm seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot too. And the thing is, you have to have a level of awareness, right? There needs to be a level of awareness. And I preach self-awareness all the time. But the thing is, you know, if you are in a place, like if you're listening to this right now, and you're in a place where you have had one bad relationship after another, a string of relationships where you're always ending up getting hurt. You know, nothing lasts. Somebody's always cheating on you or somebody's not able to commit to you or, um, you know, you get into a relationship and then they decide that, you know, they don't know how to communicate with you or talk to you and the relationship implodes and now you're left hurt and alone and you've gone through all these cycles again and again and again and again and again. I want you to get really honest with yourself, get very honest and take a really hard look at what the common denominator is there. All of those relationships failed. Every single relationship failed. Who's the common denominator? You are, you are. And it took me a really long time to realize that I was the one that was, that was causing the problem. Like I really, I always, cause we, it's natural for us to project. It's natural for us to blame the partner. It's natural for us to blame them. Oh, you're not doing this to fulfill me. 
You're not doing this to meet my needs. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Well, it's not their job to do that. It's your job to do that for yourself. And it's your job to have boundaries and to know what your needs are, to be able to express yourself in a way that gets your needs met, not to have to assume that they already know what your needs are and to do it automatically, which is what most people do. And we project onto our partners all the time, our own inner wounds. Like, I mean, perfect example, like uh, one time my husband, I was getting dressed up to go out to a meeting and my husband was like, why are you getting all dressed up? I'm like, oh, because I'm going to, because I hadn't been dressed. I hadn't gone out. Like I was sick and I can't think I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks or something. I don't remember anyway, but I hadn't gotten dressed up and gone out in a while. And he automatically assumed I was getting dressed up because I was playing around on him. And I'm like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Because his previous relationship, that's what she did. He noticed she was starting to do, you know, dress up better, make herself look better. She'd go out better. And she was always saying she was just going out with friends, going out with friends. But then she would never do that for when they were out together with the two of them. And he's like, what's up with this? And then he figured out and put two and two together and decided that, oh, she's cheating on him. So he automatically projected that experience onto me and assumed that I was doing the same thing. And I was like, whoa, buddy, slow your roll. No, this has nothing to do with that. I said, I'm getting dressed up because I've been laid up and sick for a couple of weeks and I feel like a piece of crap and I want to get dressed up and go out and have fun with my friends. I said, I'm not playing around on you. I've never given you an opportunity to not trust me. I've never done anything ever in our relationship that would indicate that you couldn't trust me. So those, but those are the things though, unless you can have those honest conversations and really, really get to the meat of what exactly is going on with the person, you're never going to get past that stuff. And that is what causes breakups all the time because one person is hurt and they're assuming you're doing something or they just automatically think because of they had a previous experience, they had a previous belief about something that is causing them to get triggered and whatever you're doing is triggering them. And they're like, oh, it must be because of this. And they assign meaning to it. And automatically now you're to blame. And that's why the relationship breaks up. So when you can get to a place where you're like, okay, let's look at this. What's going on here, right? What what do we have to evaluate? You know, why am I feeling this way? Did he really, did, you know, and, and that's what my husband had to start doing too. You know, and that's what I did with myself. You know, why am I triggered? Why am I being triggered? What's coming up in my head? What is my inner critic saying? And that's what I was talking about. What is your inner critic saying? What is your inner critic saying to you? You know, oh, look at her. Why is she getting all dressed up? Where she thinks she's going? She's got a hot date? What? You know, and those are based on your subconscious beliefs. So, like I said, pay attention to your stories, your subconscious beliefs, the things that your inner critic says to you. Start observing your self-talk. And the next thing I would have to say is start practicing self-compassion. You want to replace the harsh judgments with more understanding thoughts. Okay, now listen to me. Imagine what you would say to your best friend who was struggling with the same feelings that you were having. You have got to start treating your inner child with gentleness. And I'm telling you because I was the worst. I can't even imagine anybody worse. Um, I'm sure, I don't know. I'm not playing a comparison game. I'm not trying to one-up somebody, but... My inner critic was so vile 
so hateful, so mean, so antagonistic, and said such horrible things to me that there are many times I wanted to take my life. And I'm telling you that because that that is all stemming from how I believed that my sense of worth was was so low, right? And it's because of all that stuff I said, the traumas, the wounds, the beliefs. So when you start listening to what that inner critic is saying, and that inner critic is spewing all this hatred towards you, and that little voice in your head that says, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a piece of shit, you're worthless, nobody's going to want you. Nobody's going to want to be with you. That inner critic is really the voice of the wounded child. And that wounded inner child needs to be loved. And think about it. Think about it. Because if you had a friend, you would never say the things you say to yourself, to your friend. Never in a million years. If your friend came to you and was like, they were like, oh my God, my husband's going to leave me. He's cheating on me. Oh my God. You'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. What can I do for you? Let me help you. Let me hold you. Let me, you know. And you'd be like, you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're perfect. You wouldn't sit there and tell her, yeah, you fat bitch. Of course he's leaving you. Look at you. Look at you. You're a piece of shit. No wonder he left you. You would never say that to your best friend. But we say that to ourselves all the time. And that's the inner child, the inner wounded child. So, like I said, first thing, acknowledge the stories playing in your subconscious mind. The core wounds come from the childhood and past trauma. Start observing your self-talk and your inner critic. And then practice self-compassion. Replace those harsh judgments with more understanding thoughts. And then talk to your inner child with gentleness. Start loving that inner child. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. There's a lot of work out there. You can work with a therapist. You can work with a coach like me, a coach like Erica. There's all kinds of help out there for people to get in touch with what those wounds are and really learning to soothe and parent that inner child and start shifting some of those beliefs. Erica, is there anything else you wanted to add before I go into the next thing? Yeah, um, it is really important to do something that you are enjoying as a child. Uh, that could be hobby, that could be um, dream. You always wanted to make that come true. And go back to that time. And more and more you are um, making your dream and realizing it, you start to have more confidence in yourself. And also, this is something I am experiencing right now that um, I started doing UGC because that's what my guide told me to start doing it and focusing on. So I went back to myself focusing on my fashion and the skincare, which I haven't really talked about it on social media, but I was huge, huge, huge like enthusiast on this subject and i was doing that uh, fashion and everything because that was part of my work because i was doing modeling and acting um so i was naturally into that so now i am going back to doing something very similar and then that kind of like started to healing myself of that part of me at that time which i kind of like um forgotten I had a certain wound and 
when you are、uh, started to realizing something you've forgotten about it and started taking care of yourself, and taking care of yourself is including taking care of your outside.、Um, it does heal yourself. Very much so. Very much so. And that's all part of that self-compassion, right? You're taking care of your outside. You're taking care of the outside of you. It's part of that self-care, the self-love. That is part of it. You know, it's it's not it's not crazy to say, hey, I mean, I, I look around at my friends and other women, and I'm guilty of doing this myself. But women, as a general rule, as a wife, as a mom, you tend to put yourself last. You know. Everybody else gets what they need first. You make sure you're the caregiver, right? So everybody has their food, everybody has their clothes, everybody get gets to where they need to be, you know. But then you leave very little time for yourself, little time to work out, little time to take care of yourself, get your hair done, get your nails done, whatever you need to do for your own self care and self love, self compassion. So it's really important to focus on yourself. You cannot serve from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup first, right? So. The last thing in this whole inner transformation journey I want to bring up is to embrace your authentic self. I cannot stress this enough. What makes your soul come alive? When you express your true passions and desires, you build self worth. So start surrounding yourself with affirmations of your value. Right.、Um, start telling yourself you're valuable. Start telling yourself you're good enough. Start doing things that lift you up, that make you feel like you're having fun. You know, what do you want to learn? Do you want to learn a new skill? Do you want to learn a new hobby, a new craft?、Um, do you want to start to feel something that makes you feel more powerful? Like maybe you want to start a yoga practice. Maybe you want to start hiking or trying a new sport. Maybe you want to、um, go shopping and buy some new clothes. Do some things that make you feel good, but embrace your authenticity, because when you try to change yourself to be something you're not in order to please somebody else, all you're doing is giving that person a fake version of what they want. They're not getting the real thing, and you're never going to be happy, and you're going to eventually start to resent that. So I'm telling you now, you have to be authentic if you want to attract real love. You have to be authentic. So embrace your authenticity. If you don't know what that is, then you need to uncover it. You need to spend some time with yourself. What do you love to do? What do you really love about yourself? What lights you up? What hobbies do you like to do? What values do you have that are important to you? What um, what um, organizations do you support because those messages are important to you? You know, is spirituality important to you? Is family important to you? You know, really start looking in all these areas of your life. Like, how much money is important to you? Like, what is your money story? You know, what is your story around abundance and feeling worthy around these things? I mean, you really need to start looking at all of these areas of your life because these all come up in a relationship. If you have areas of those, any of those things, health, you know, wealth, all those things. Um, if you have issues in any of those areas of your life where you have beliefs around some of those things that you need to work on, I guarantee you it will come up in a relationship. A relationship is only going to amplify any of that stuff. So look at what you really want. Look at what's true to you. Embrace your authenticity. 
Erica, what do you have to say about being authentic? Yeah. Um, you know, if you feel like you don't like how you look or whatever it is, a part of your job you're having or whatever, like whatever about yourself you don't like about yourself, um, you don't have to force yourself to like yourself. But think about what you don't like and what you're not confident in yourself and think how you can improve it, how you can change it. You're not going to change for other people but you can change yourself for you. So when you change yourself, let's say if you don't like your nose, right? You can study about how you can contour your nose and then try to achieve the look of the nose you want without plastic surgery. I'm just using that as an example. And then you can feel confident about yourself. You know, you're no longer focusing on your nose or whatever like uh i can't really talk to people because i get so shy around the guys then focus on being a good listener most of the guys they love to talk about themselves so <laughs> if you are good like listener they love you so you don't have to be like oh super talkative like i wish i'm like this and that no you don't have to be so like um you can just edit yourself and try to include what can I um, bring a new part of me, which I want, and replace with what you don't want, then you are no longer like um, talking critical about yourself. And you can always um, phrase yourself how much effort you're putting on yourself by changing yourself then you feel more confident about yourself too. Like be proactive about that. Yep. I can agree more. So here's the thing. I mean, you have to understand the journey to go from this painful place of feeling all this unworthiness and not enoughness and being hurt and feeling like you're stuck and feeling like nobody's ever going to love you. You're never going to find your one feeling like you're gonna be alone forever, that painful place, it's a journey to get from that place to feeling empowered and confident. It takes time, it takes patience, and it takes work. But I promise you, if you do that deep inner work, you can elevate your sense of self. You can get in touch with your own soul, your own spirit, your own divine nature, communicating your needs clearly with any future partners. And you can manifest and bring about a healthy, loving relationship. But it really starts with you, who you are being, who you are vibrating. You have to heal yourself. So coming from a place of, I'm okay, I realize all these things I did in the past are just beliefs that I picked up along the way. Let me work on changing those. Let me work on healing these things. Let me work on looking at these traumas, releasing these emotions. And then I can step into a more healed version of myself where I love and respect myself and understand myself more. Now I can manifest a healthy love because I know I'm attracting from a place of love because now I love myself. I'm at a place where I can love myself. I had to do it. I, there was a time when I remember very, very clearly, very clearly, my um, now husband, um, one time I was complaining about my body again, and I used to have, I, I struggled with an eating disorder for many years, um, decades actually. 
And I would never believe him when he told me I looked good. I never believed him when he told me I was pretty or every time I looked in the mirror, all I saw was fat. And even though I was very, very actually underweight, but, um, my now husband, I remember him looking at me one day and he goes, how the heck am I supposed to love you if you don't even love yourself? And I was like, whoa, that was like getting slapped in the face. Like really it was. Cause I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm like, you've got a point there. And I'm thinking to myself, all this complaining I'm doing, all this complaining about myself, because I was constantly complaining about myself to him. I'd be like, look at me, look at me, I'm disgusting. Look at me, I'm fat. Look at me, I'm this. Look at me, I'm that. Look at how gross my stomach is. Look how gross my legs are. Look how gross my thighs are. I can't wear that. That's just, I, I look disgusting. Look at me, you can't be possibly, you gotta be embarrassed to be seen with me in public. All these things I would say to him, he was like, how can I love you? when you hate yourself, he goes, you won't even let me love you. You don't even believe that I love you. And because I was so madly in love with him, <laughs> I started to do that work. That was like a wake up call for me because I'm like, I don't want to lose this relationship. I'm madly in love with this guy. He's perfect for me. Like I knew he was my soulmate. I knew he was my one, but I think the way my life played out is I went through all these things to have all these experiences and had this contract for he and I to be together so that I could heal that aspect of myself. But you don't have to go through all that shit that I did to find your soulmate. You can do it by healing yourself now, right? Cause he and I, we've had a long rocky relationship and there were a lot of ups and downs until we got to the point where we are now. So you can manifest a healthy relationship if you start with yourself first, right? You have to understand you are worthy right here and now, just as you are. There's incredible joy, fulfillment, and connection waiting for you. So if you walk towards that, you know, walk boldly towards that, towards your highest self, watch your relationships transform. So I know we usually try to keep this to about 35 minutes, 40 minutes or so. Erica, do, are there any comments you want to add before we wrap things up today? No, I'm fine with that. Okay. Amazing. So our next episode, uh, we're going to explore, well, my next episode on my podcast, we're going to explore specific techniques for healing past relationship wounds. So where are you feeling stuck on your journey? Let me know in the comments. Your reflections may inspire an upcoming episode. You never know. So until next time, be gentle with yourself. You contain everything you need to create soul line love. Keep shining your light. And I just want to remind you, you've got this. All right. Much love to you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Single to Soulmate. I hope the insights and guidance shared here have been valuable to you on your journey towards deep and fulfilling love. But it doesn't have to end here. Let's expand and deepen our connection beyond the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Tanya Alberti, where I share daily tips and techniques for tapping into your intuition, connecting to your soul and divine guidance, manifestation, healing the heart, and calling in your sacred union. 
It's a space where we delve into conscious relationships and all the transformative elements that contribute to creating soul aligned partnerships. I also invite you to join my vibrant Facebook community, The Relationship Revolution, co-creating conscious connections. Now, this is not just a place for random posts or memes about being single. It is a community based on vibrational resonance for those who really desire to shift what's holding them back from truly connecting on a soul level with their perfect person. So whether you're single or already partnered, this community is for you. In the group, I host twice weekly live teachings, provide workbooks, PDFs, meditations, and a whole library of resources to support your journey to love. You'll find the link to join in the show notes. Now, if you found value in the Single to Soulmate podcast, I would deeply appreciate your support. Please take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback not only helps me improve, but it also assists me in reaching more individuals who are seeking guidance and inspiration on their own love journey. Thank you for being a part of my growing community. Remember, love is your birthright and your soul-aligned connection is waiting for you. Stay committed to your journey and remain open to the infinite possibilities. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing the love that is meant for you.